0: During the Dwell Series, we've been talking about God's invitation to us to be present with Him, to dwell with Him in, in the negative realities of life, when we feel that sense of danger, when we feel afraid, when we feel like we are at the edge of life. And um, last week we talked about how the psalms are really God's invitation. That there's so many songs of lament and poems of complaint that that teach us and model for us and give us permission to um, to identify and experience our emotions and feelings and to share them in the presence, you know, with God and with one another. And I, what I love about the psalms is that. They, uh, the feelings that are communicated are authentic, that they, the people who write them are very vulnerable and they're very honest. There you can sense that the real, there's real raw emotion coming out. There's no pretending or there's no minimizing, but that the, the, the psalmist is really pouring out their heart to God, that these are words that they speak to God, and that the Psalms are not God's words speaking to us, but that we are invited to speak um, matters of our heart to Him, and He wants to hear them. He longs to hear them. And I think that one of the best examples of this is Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my anguish groans? My God, I cry out during the day, but you don't answer. Even at nighttime, I don't stop. You are the holy one enthroned. You are Israel's praise. Our ancestors trusted you. They trusted you and you rescued them. They cried out to you and they were saved. They trusted you and they weren't ashamed but I'm just a worm, less than human, insulted by one person, despised by another. All who see me make fun of me. They gape, shaking their heads. He committed himself to the Lord, so let God rescue him, let God deliver him because God likes him so much. But you are the one who pulled me from the womb, placing me safely at my mother's breasts. I was thrown on you from birth, and you've been my God since I was my mo- in my mother's womb. Please don't be far from me, because trouble is in- near me, and there's no one to help. Many bulls surround me, mighty bulls from Bashan encir- encircle me. They open their mouths at me like a lion, ripping and roaring. I'm poured out like water, all my bones have fallen apart, and my heart is like wax, it melts inside me. My strength is dried up like a piece of broken pottery. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You set me down in the dirt of death. Dogs surround me, a pack of evil people circle me like a lion, oh my poor hands and feet. I can count all my bones. Meanwhile, they just stare. They stare at me, watching me. They divvy up my garments among themselves. They cast lots for my clothes. But you, Lord, don't be far away. You are my strength. Come quick and help me. Deliver me from the sword. Deliver my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion, from the horns of the wild oxen. You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you in the very center of the congregation. All who revere the Lord, praise him. All who are Jacob's descendants, honor him. All of you who are Israel's offspring, stand in awe of him. Because he didn't despise or detest the suffering of the one who suffered, he didn't hide his face from me. No, he listened. He listened when I cried out for help. I offer praise in the great congregation because of you. I will fulfill my promises in the presence of those who honor God. Let all those who are suffering eat and be full. Let all who seek the Lord praise him. I pray your hearts live forever. Every part of the earth will remember and come back to the Lord. Every family among all the nations will worship you because the right to rule Belongs to the Lord. He rules all nations. Indeed, all the earth's powerful will worship Him. All who are descending to the dust will kneel before Him. My being also lives for Him. Future descendants will serve Him. Generations to come will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim God's righteousness to those not yet born, telling them what God has done. This psalm of lament, it follows the order of, of all of the psalms of lament where um, there's this calling out, this addressing to God who is, who is you know, um, who they love, who is a, they have an intimate connection with, who they trust and who they do they have confidence in. And then there's a, a middle section where there's a complaint and a petition to God, where where you know the, even with the some of the psalms even have vengeance, you know words of vengeance towards their enemies, where where. Where the psalmist identifies and 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 experiences their emotions and their feelings, where that all comes out, and then there's a third section that talks about resolution, where the psalmist resolves to trust and put their confidence in God, and we see that in in these in this in chapter 22. The psalmist calls out to God and, and, and addresses him in an intimate way. He says, you are my God. You are my, you are the Holy One. You are the God of Israel. You are the one who's been my God since birth. And as Jesus prays this prayer while on the cross, he is doing the same thing. He's calling out to his father. And it's hard to imagine that Jesus would feel like he has been abandoned by his father. So when Jesus asks why we know he knows the answer. And I think when we ask why, we know the answer too. And in our why, it may be more of an expression of our protest and our pain. The psalmist moves into the second, the middle section of the psalm where there's complaint and there's petition. Where he, he in verses 11 through 21, he uses uh, metaphors of animals attacking him. He feels vulnerable, and he feels helpless, and he feels like he is on the edge of life. Where he is, people are making fun of him, where people are mocking him, where he is just, has no strength. Where you can see the bones on his body, where he is just parched, where he's hungry and thirsty, and he has nothing absolutely nothing left in him and he asks for God's help and I think these metaphors are so helpful for us because it, it gives us permission we're going to cry out our pain and we are going to protest and that's okay in that process of ide- identifying and experiencing our pain to the one who who we love and who we trust in and that 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 of grieving of letting go of what we wish for, of what we hope for, of what we want, and letting that go and resolve to trust and place our confidence and our hope and our faith in God. And that's what we see in the last section, um, 22 to 31, where the psalmist just really resolves to trust in God, where he said, I am going to, I'm going to declare your name. He says, "Because the right to rule belongs to the Lord." He recognizes that he, the right to rule belongs to the Lord. Not my will, but your will." One of my favorite um, professors at Fuller, John Golden Gay, he writes this: He said, "God is watching steadfastly as Jesus is executed suffering as profoundly in his spirit as Jesus is suffering in body and spirit indeed it is hard to imagine the depth of agony involved in watching your son be executed when you could have stopped it but I believe what John Golden Gay is saying that God is with us in the suffering that he feels the agony and the pain along with us he knows what it's like In the process of addressing God and identifying and experiencing his emotions as he prayed Psalm 22, he, Jesus too, came to a point of resolution where he said, I'm going to trust in God. And so in that process, Jesus resolved to do what he came to do, which was to come and and to dwell among us. And so this enabled him to, while even on the cross, to say, Father, forgive them for what they've done. They don't know what they're doing. In that pouring out of his emotions and feelings through, through Psalm 22, he was able to tell the, the thief next to him, today you'll be with me in paradise. And at the end of his life, his resolve to trust in God, he was able to say, it's finished. I've done me to do. Psalm 22 gives us permission to express our feelings and emotions. It gives us permission to protest, to acknowledge our pain and protest that we don't want this. But it also allows us, it's a process that allows us and frees us to, to resolve, to trust, and put our hope in Him. That we are allowed and given the freedom to to be vulnerable, to shout to God, to um, to yell, to swear, to tell God exactly how we feel with all of our raw emotion. That He can handle it, and He invites us to do that, because that is going to help us. Um, to to trust in him to connect with him to see who he really is and be authentically have this authentic and real and vulnerable and deeply connected relationship that he desires to have with us we can be honest we don't have to hold back we don't have to pretend or be polite so this morning we're going to take communion it only seem appropriate that we as West Light Church in the midst of our chaos, in the midst of our fear and um, feeling overwhelmed and our anger and all of our emotion and feelings that we in learning to trust in Him, learning to lean into, into the pain and suffering and trust in Him just as Jesus did on the cross. At Westlight Church, we can acknowledge and share in the life that dwelling with God as a community. That in that process, we are able to receive the love, His love, that empowers us to take the way of Jesus. The one who leaned into brokenness and chose to come down to this earth to live and dwell with us, to to be in pain and suffer with us. It's a narrow way. It's the way of pain and suffering, but it's the way where we find true joy and peace. And it enables us to make God's unmeasurable and nonviolent, Way of love known in this world. So I'm going to read. I'm going to have maybe some time of a few moments of silence, or you can get your um, whatever you've chosen to to represent Jesus's body and blood to to get that ready. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I'll read um, from 1 Corinthians, and then we'll go ahead and we'll take communion, um, and then I'll close in prayer. On the night in which he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. After giving thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus did the same thing with the cup. After that, after they had eaten, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Every time you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you broadcast the death of the Lord until he comes let's pray gracious God thank you for sending your son to model and make a way to bring us back to you may we lean into the you during this storm we find ourselves in may you be our focus even when our circumstances are chaotic and scary and overwhelming may we lean into our negative reality with you and thank you that we're not left to our present suffering, but that we can find our true hope for a future in you as a result of your unmeasurable love that was found and modeled and given and poured out through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.